0: Bleak Expectations by Mark Evans, Volume 5, Chapter the Second A Re excited Life Made Distinctly Dangerous.
1: Anger, wrath, rage, ire, fury, and vexation. Are you cross, Sir Philip? No, sir. Well, simply reading my new thesaurus. <laughs> Though I have just realized that my accursed son in law and daughter are late again, so I am now. Fractures fuming, and so hot under the collar that my tie has melted.
0: <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Sarkwell,
1: Yeah, uh, late again.
2: Is my poor father-wather crossy-wossy? No,
1: he is furious worrious, and libbity-wibbity.
3: <laughs> Our apologies. We try to be on time by buying this great-aunt clock. Great-aunt clock? Like a, a grandfather clock, but bossier. <laughs> Where the former dispenses toffees on the hour, this administers a sharp slap.
1: But then, why are you still late?
2: Well, knowing we are habitually 15 minutes late, I cleverly set the clock forward by that much to fool us into being on time.
3: Alas, I had the same idea, and also put it 15 minutes forward.
2: And double alas, I forgot I had done so, had the idea again, and set it a further 15 minutes forward.
3: As did I. And I again. (laughs) Indeed, between us, we did the same thing 96 times. (laughs) thereby actually setting it at the correct time and thus we are our usual 15 minutes late.
1: <laughs> that clock is going out of the window. But it is attached to my waistcoat via a chain. Unlucky. ha <laughs> You may listen to my story from down there. Last time... You heard how my evil ex-guardian, Mr. Gently Benevolent, had returned, and not in a good way, like summer or a boomerang made of chocolate, but in a bad way, like a syphilitic homing pigeon or a dodgy uncle on a bungee jump. (laughs) He still had his sinister laugh. (laughs) And he was now hiding in the mountains of India, plotting evilly.
3: Evil, evil, evil. Plot, plot, plot.
1: (laughs) But at least his return had shaken me from my middle-aged torpor and given me a purpose, to thwart him once more. Alas, my beloved Ripley decided to join in.
2: I can help you thwart him. It'll be nice to share your hobby.
1: Thwarting evil
4: is no hobby. It is dangerous work.
2: How hard can it be? You find him, you thwart him, and then you do a clever wisecrack like... What do you think of that?
4: (laughs) Easy. There's more to it than that.
2: I think you're worried I'll be better at it than you.
4: Rubbish. Fiddlesticks and no way.
2: A hundred guineas says I can thwart him before you do.
4: Very well, but I
1: warn you, it will be difficult and... Oh, she's gone. She had rushed off and was soon on her way to India via that fastest mode of travel, the hot air balloon. Toad... ...by Siberian racing geese.
2: I shall beat you, Pip! Warts and all!
4: That doesn't make sense! up, geese! <laughs>
1: the race was on, and I set off in pursuit... ...stopping only to pick up my sister, Pepper... ...and best friend, Harry Biscuit... ...whose married life had recently reblossomed, ...like a tree whose blossom someone has kept safe in a box in spring... Hmm? And then stuck back on in the autumn. <laughs> Come on, we are off to India. Not before you've seen my new invention.
2: It is a brilliant Pippa-loving machine.
0: Where is it? You're looking at it! I mean him! I mean me! It's me! I'm the special Pippa-loving machine. Oh, God.
2: I love you, Harry. <laughs> that little bunny joy squidgelet.
1: Oh, I love you, my huggy kisses mojikens So, icky. <laughs> Together, we hurried aboard Britain's fastest ship, the combined tea clipper and pig abattoir, the Cutty Pork. (laughs) As Harry and Pippa locked themselves in their cabin...
2: Oh, Harry, you are so good in the sack.
1: Wish I hadn't heard that. I love pretending to be a potato. (laughs) That might actually be worse. (laughs) I went on deck where I could see Ripley's balloon ahead of me and already pulling out of sight... I chafed at my own slowness and also because I was wearing thick tweed underpants. (laughs) To increase our speed, I took the shirts off the fattest passengers on the ship and made them into a huge new sail. I also threw the now naked fatties (laughs) overboard. We accelerated until we attained an incredible 60 knots, twice the speed of very lazy sound. (laughs) But of right there was no sign. We were due to dock in Bombay, but our momentum took us straight through the port, only coming to a halt a mile inland at the main railway station, thus accidentally creating the world's first fully integrated transport node. We have arrived in India,
0: and I have invented a new word of joy to celebrate. (laughs) Hurrah!
4: A feathered messenger now arrived.
2: Ah! message from your wife.
4: A carrier parrot. They are so good at impressions.
2: Dear loser, just telling you I am already heading north to thwart, Mr Benevolent. It's a thwarter to midnight, and I am a winner. Squawk!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thwarter to midnight? What is that even supposed to mean? I immediately entered the station manager's office, but all I saw were colonial civil servants slumped asleep at their desks. Only one bizarrely dressed official was awake. Why are you wearing a swimming costume?
4: It's so beastly hot. But over your suit. One must keep
0: up standards. This may not be Britain, but it is still British.
5: Great. You'll get no help from the civil service.
1: I looked round to see the shortest, widest man I had ever seen. Then I realised he was just lying down.
5: They've all been struck down with the snoozing sickness. Snoozing sickness? A recent disease spreading from the mountains in the north, along with much other evil.
4: Mr. Benevolent.
5: I'm about to catch the northbound express. You can join me if you like.
4: I like. My name is Pip Bin, by the way. Mine is Clamp Vulture. Everest Clamp Vulture. Any relation to Lord Dukey Clamp Vulture? My oldest brother. Do you know him? I did. Did? Nothing. (laughs) He's a bit... Dead, that's all.
5: Good. I couldn't stand him. He got the title and the land. I got a job out here as Chief Surveyor of India. Could have been worse. Could have got a job out here as Chief Surveyor of Australia. (laughs) That wouldn't have worked unless they'd given me an absolutely massive theodolite.
1: We went outside, heading for the train. It was only a short distance, but the heat of the Indian sun was almost unbearable. It was hotter than a good-looking chili pepper on a barbecue in a sauna. <laughs> we gladly entered the first-class carriage where our servants helped keep the heat at bay. A small boy wafted us with a fan, a large boy offered us ice drinks, and a huge man threw a bucket of water over us.
4: Thank you, my good
1: man. The other passengers were less lucky, and to keep cool, they sat on top of their carriages, which were so hot inside, they only used them to cook, throwing in food, then quickly popping in by the door to retrieve it. Extraordinary.
5: They call them train dory ovens.
1: <laughs> With a groan, the, t- the train pulled away. And as we headed northwards, and benevolent bound, I watched the passing sights of India. Farmers tending their bhaji bushes and samosa orchards. (laughs) Old women harvesting the delicious but brittle leaves of the poppadum tree. (laughs) And crisscrossing the landscape the great pipes and canals of the British Empire tonic network.
5: (laughs) It delivers malaria-preventing quinine to every colonial office and outpost of the British Raj in the form of so-called tonic water. Here, try some.
4: Mmm, surprisingly tasty for medicine. Well, I am literally having none
0: of it. Instead, I shall avoid malaria using the amazingly sciencey science of homeopathy. <laughs> According to homeopathic principles, like cures like. And as mosquitoes cause malaria, Pepper and I each have a glass of liquidised mosquito. Cheers! Well? I have now got malaria.
2: As have I. Oh,
0: I knew my homeopathy for dummies book was rubbish. It was 12,000 blank pages,
1: and on one in tiny writing, it said, It's just water. As Harry and Pippa collapsed, Clamp Vulture pointed outside at the mountains, which were already growing closer.
5: The Himalayas, they will be the biggest in the world. Will be? They're still under construction. (laughs) The British Empire should have mountains befitting its massive status, including the tallest in the world, which I... Chief Severe Everest Clamp Vulture shall name after myself Mount
1: Clamp Vulture. <laughs> now I must rest. As he slept, I sipped at my tonic water, but was suddenly disturbed by a familiar voice.
3: You hoo,
1: Rightly. The Mountaineer view was blocked as her geese pulled balloon appeared right beside the train. We were neck and neck in our thwarting race.
2: I've been buying a lot of books. Do you know
1: where from? What are you on about?
2: From the (laughs) Waterstones.
1: As I battled to understand my wife's latest pun, I now heard another familiar voice, this one coming from my glass. Look into your glass, (laughs) Pip-Pip. And I realized it was literally the drink talking. Mr. Benevolent, what are you doing in the ice
3: cubes in my drink? Manifesting like only a stylish, evil genius can. Brr, chilly. (laughs) But is that the ice cubes or just because I'm so cool?
4: Why are you here? To tell you that if your wife tries to thwart me, she will suffer. You monster, do not hurt her. Though, if you could somehow delay her, I'd be grateful.
2: (laughs) Who's that you're talking to? Is it Mr Benevolent? Tell him it's nearly time to break out the...
4: What? I think it's meant to be a pun on the word port. That's rubbish. I do keep telling her.
3: Anyway, neither of you will be thwarting me. While in India, I have learned certain mystical skills and have become a meteorological chiropractor. You what? I can manipulate the weather. With deadly consequences for you and
1: your wife. Let the monsoon begin. Goodbye, Pip, and ripely bin. And suddenly... Fierce clouds filled the sky and lightning flashed, striking Ripley's geese.
2: Oh, Ruddy Christ! That has literally cooked my goose, <laughs>
1: And the balloon tumbled out of control and she was gone. The storm grew fiercer, waking my companions. The monsoon rains here are short but incredibly heavy, like fat pygmies.
2: Oh, lead. <laughs> Or led Dachshunds.
1: The clouds massed like a great rain-bearing army. Then the downpour began. And almost immediately stopped again. Well, that was not so bad. Hang on, we were in a huge flooded river. I did tell you. As the train sank, we scrambled into the water, swam to the shore and collapsed, exhausted. There was a village nearby which we entered in search of help though it seemed deserted apart from strange piles of unused cricket equipment. The government is trying
5: to spread Britishness via cricket, but the Indians refuse to play. Frankly, I didn't think it will ever catch on here. But cricket is the best game ever. I agree. The nearest thing to empirical evidence of the existence of God. (laughs) How?
0: How could anyone not like a sport that has built-in meal breaks? (laughs)
1: These days, cricket has just the two breaks for lunch and tea, but back then cricketers stopped for 11s, 12s, early lunch, proper lunch, late lunch, tea, pre tea, low tea, high tea, top tea, cake o'clock, and supper. <laughs> With the umpires also providing a trolley service between overs.
2: Where are all the villagers? <sighs>
1: Ah, probably frightened away by this gigantic, terrifying snake. Ah! Oh, indeed, a massive serpent had slithered into view and now reared furiously before us. Is it a spitting cobra? Alas, worse.
5: A gobbing viper?
1: Worse yet. A phlegm adder? It is a mucus mamba.
5: (laughs) It's venom will give you a really annoying cold for the rest of your life.
2: That's not so bad.
5: Which will be about three minutes long.
0: That is so bad.
4: I would fight it, but my two martial skills are arm wrestling and shin kicking. Useless against snakes.
1: I know how to deal with this. Harry crouched in front of the snake. Hello, Mr. Snake. You look well. Have you lost weight? <laughs> Love what you've done with
0: your lack of hair. And
5: those stripes are so slimming. Ah... I see your friend as a snake
1: charmer. <laughs> With the snake tamed, suddenly the inhabitants of the village reappeared, cheering.
2: I, I think they've just worked out how great Harry is. Hands off, Indian folk, he's mine.
1: They joyfully surrounded Harry and Pippa, and I looked towards the mountains of Mr Benevolent, worrying about Ripley's safety, and as if nature had read my mind, a bird now landed at my feet and scratched in the dusty earth with its beak Why, it is a pen-billed calligraphy chaffinch
5: (laughs) Finest message-bearing bird of all after the telegram tit
2: Dear Pip Do not worry, I am safe but also do worry because I'm about to win our bet, smiley face Have located Mr Benevolent in a hilltop fortress or should that be thwartress LOL (laughs) Oh,
1: the bet-winning, wifely swine. We must leave immediately. Alas, it seemed as if Mr Clamp Vulture and I would have to make the journey by ourselves, for Harry and Pippa had news. I have decided to stay here.
2: And wherever Harry goes, I go too.
1: But I need your help. So do the people here. I mean, look at the place. I did as he said. Truly, it was the most wretched and desolate place I had ever seen. And I've been to Runcorn.
2: (laughs) suffered for years but things recently got worse when all their Tigers were stolen
4: is that so bad dangerous things Tigers yes
0: yes but also incredibly useful they use them for plowing transport pets milk how do you milk a tiger very carefully (laughs) at a distance with tongs without their flock of Tigers the whole village has been ruined but I am sorry Pitbin. I can be useful here I can introduce them to cricket
1: invent them a replacement robot tiger teach him the ways of the cake and the swan. As a parting gift, he provided transport for us in the form of an elephant. But elephants are so slow. Not this one. He's on roller skates. <laughs> As Clamp, Vulture and I left Harry and Pippa, I felt a great sorrow, but only for a bit because heh, riding on a roller skating elephant was fun. Whee! We were in the Himalayan foothills, known as the Huralayas. So-called because they were smaller, weaker mountains that weren't allowed to vote. At which point we had to dismount as the elephant started sliding backwards. As we climbed into the mountains, there were few signs of civilization. Just the odd colonial outpost full of snoozing civil servants. And the sounds of evil. I heard startled, furious tigers men being tortured with over-twanged elastic and above all the sinister, echoing laughter of my greatest enemy. (laughs) Ow! Twanged myself. Finally, the sounds led us to a towering, pointy mountain with a fortress of pure evil on top like a horrid cherry. A perilous-looking track led up to it and nearby, I found a note, pinned to a rock.
2: Dear Pip, if you're reading this, I win. What do you think of that?
1: <laughs> oh, if she
5: beats me, I will never hear the end of it. Ah, uh, but we can arrive faster than her if we take a shortcut, I know. How do you know a shortcut? I'm an excellent guesser. <laughs> I'm certainly not leading you into a trap.
1: Reassured, I followed him. <laughs> as he opened a door in the cliff face, inside was a steam-powered lift which took us straight up to Mr. Benevolent's evil lair. Top floor. Evil schemes, vile plots and kitchenware. (laughs) The doors opened onto a dark room, but as I stepped out, it was suddenly flooded with bright light. Surprise. Mr. Benevolent. Around him stood a few ferocious, stripy animals. And behind those badgers... (laughs) were some tigers. I've been expecting you, Pip Bin. Hence the banner saying, Welcome,
3: Pip Bin. Thanks to my good friend Everest Clamp Vulture, you've been brought here as
4: planned. No, tricked. At least tell me my wife is not here. She is not. Yes, I win.
3: (laughs) I've got you a welcoming present.
4: Oh, it is some manacles. How nice. Why don't you try them on? Oh, they are bit tight actually exactly
3: and now you are my prisoner
4: (laughs) i can't believe i fell for that
3: (laughs) i sort of can
4: shall i tie him to the wall yes you monster what are you planning
3: as you know the last time we met i used a mystical jewel to steal the souls of some of the finest minds in the world and now i have put those souls into these tigers and the batters well, I had to put the tiger souls somewhere, so they went into the badger. I thought the stripes were thematic. What about the badger souls? They went into some otters. The otter souls went into some weasels. The weasels into some mice. The mice into some snails. The snails into some flies. Then a bunch of old women swallowed the flies. I don't know why, perhaps they die. <laughs> the point
4: is, with my intelligent tiger army, I shall take over India and then the world. Never. For the colonial service and the army will destroy you with an unbeatable mixture of guns and paperwork. Not if they're asleep. The snoozing sickness was you.
5: This evil genius... Oh, flatterer. Added vast quantities of gin to the tonic network and now India is run by sleepy drunkards. Right. It is time to torture you, Pip-Bin.
3: Behold my evil overstretched elastic of doom. (laughs) Ow! Twanged myself again. (laughs) I keep doing that. Right. Right. I'm going to use an overbent
1: school ruler instead. He stretched the ruler back further than seemed possible. Uh, And was about to let go with hurty implications when...
2: Stop right there, Benevolent. Rightly. I have come to save you, Pip, and thwart, Mr. Benevolent. I thwart you. Yes, in your face, Pip. Shall we go home now? You
3: will never go home again.
2: Uh, yes, I will. I've just thwarted you. Didn't you hear? I thwart you. I've won.
3: Thwarting doesn't work like that. It's not like jinx.
2: Of course. You need to hear my wisecrack. What sort of drink am I? I'm a sparkling mineral thwarter.
3: That is dreadful. <laughs> Right, Pip Bin, time to die. In this bottle, I have the deadliest poison in all India. It will provide a slow, agonising death. Now, drink it. No! Oh, surprisingly minty. Goodbye, Pip Bin.
2: Did you just kiss Pip goodbye? No. (laughs) I knew you two had a thing going on. What? There's never been a
3: thing. We were only naked together in that jacuzzi because our clothes were in the wash.
4: What jacuzzi? Oh, the agony! (laughs) Actually, it's not really hurt.
3: But how? No, this poison is way past its worst before date.
2: (laughs) So, about you and Pip kissing.
1: Fortunately, at that point, we were interrupted as a cricket ball smashed through the window.
0: Nice shot, Sachin. I'll go and get it. Uh, can we have our ball back, please? Oh, hello, Pitbin. Hello, Ripley. Hello, Mr Benevolent and Mr Clamp Vulture. Right, got the ball, thanks. Bye. <laughs> Hang on, have you been captured? Yes. And are those my village's tigers? Probably. Great. Oh, if you all wait here, I'll just go get some reinforcements. Um, but I will be back. <laughs>
1: No, he won't. Tigers after the idiot. The Tigers charged in a savage valance, and I feared for Harry and his villagers' lives. But then I heard a series of well-struck cricket shots, and the sound of Tigers in frightened cricket-batty pain, which came closer and closer until the door opened... And the few remaining tigers retreated inside, pursued by Harry and his villagers, who were wielding cricket bats like blunt willow swords.
0: Nice shot, Mirat. Look out, Royal! Oh, well defended.
1: Pippa was at Harry's side, hurling cricket balls.
0: Take that, tiger Skull!
1: Though she did little damage because she could only throw like a girl. <laughs> Clamp Vulture hurled himself into the fray.
5: Everyone knows tigers are cowards, but try hitting a full-grown man. Ooh! You have? As a cricket fan, I have to say good shot, sir. But as a man whose head has just come off, I have to say... dead now.
1: Finally, it was over. Harry and his villagers have won. Do you know what?
0: I think cricket might catch on in India after all. You have ruined my tiger army.
3: Still, at least the entire colonial administration remains sleepy drunk.
1: But suddenly the door burst open And in rushed a familiar figure The swimsuit-wearing official from the station Wrong! For we have become ginoculated
0: and gin-tolerant And it turns out gin makes the British middle classes invincible I can do anything with my ruddy cheeks and red nose Right! I'm off to start a war against some people who haven't got machine guns.
2: Bye!
3: So, all my plans have failed. Oh, well, at least it was a fair fight. Have you finally become a good loser? I I may well be evil, but I can still be polite. Come, Harry Biscuit, let us shake hands like gentlemen. See? Good manners cost nothing. No, except
1: your life. (laughs) Grasping Harry's hand, he swung him round, lifting him into the air. Oh, oh, you're really strong. Have you been working out? Yes, working out how to kill you. He circled round and round on the spot, whirling Harry higher and higher, faster and faster.
0: Oh, I know this is almost certainly part of an evil plot, but
1: it's fun. Until until finally he let him go like a giant, fleshy discus. Harry flew through the window. ...plunging to a casamy doom. Oops. Slipped.
2: You monster! I'll kill you!
3: Time for my escape, I think.
1: He quickly, if oddly, given the prevailing heat... ...donned large furs and mounted a sledge... ...pulled by very sweaty huskies.
3: (laughs) Uh, In case you think my clothes and mode of transport are a clue... ...as to my next destination, you're wrong. They're a bluff. I'm definitely not off to the South Pole. I'm actually off to Swindon. Or am I? Actually, I am. To be honest, I've confused myself now. Perhaps I should have changed later. Never mind. Mush! Mush!
1: And he was gone. Alas, so was Harry. Or so we thought.
0: Um, can someone give me a hand up? Oh, I hear my poor husband from beyond the grave. No. I'm, I'm just beyond the window.
1: We rushed to look and saw Harry dangling only some 20 feet down the deadly drop, clinging to the tail of the mucus mamba he had charmed back in the village. The snake had saved him. So loyal snakes, you know, like bald, limbless Labradors.
2: A barrage for Harry and the snake.
1: Relief flooded like happy brandy into the decanter of my soul. Harry was alive. But so was my nemesis. And there was much thwarting yet to be done. Like, you know, loads.
3: So, what happened then?
1: That is for next time.
3: Oh, go on, tell me now.
1: Only if you strip naked and dance like a little girl.
3: Dancy, dancy, dance. (laughs) Now will you tell me?
1: No. But uh, that was interesting. (laughs) Though if you return next week, you will hear more of how we faced perils, more perilous than ever before, and dangers more dangerous. (laughs) And how we discovered a frozen hell on earth that was even colder and frostier than a conversation about emotions with a man who went to a boarding school. (laughs)
0: Bleak Expectations starred Richard Johnson as Philip Bin, Tom Allen as Young Pip, Anthony Head as Mr Gently Benevolent, James Barkman as Harry Biscuit, Geoffrey Whitehead as Clamp Vulture, Sarah Hadland as Ripley, Susie Kane as Pippa, and Mark Evans as Sundry Snoozing Civil Servants. It was written by Mark Evans and the producer was Gareth Edwards. <laughs>